What's up, what's up? Welcome back, everybody, Inside the Green Room. I'm Danny Green, my co-host, Harrison Sanford. This show is brought to you by Jack in the Box. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Inside the Green Room, presented to you by Jack in the Box. I'm Danny Green, my co-host, Harrison Sanford, and we've been lucky enough to be joined by the great Todd Gurley. What's up, my dog? How's everything going, man? I'm doing good, man. How you doing, man? Doing all right. Appreciate, Appreciate you, you taking, the t- taking the time. Uh, especially with everything going on. I know you got a lot of busyness going on and obviously with, you know, figuring out how to change cities uh, of, you know, the latest news of you going to a new team. Um, you know, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, man. I mean, right now I ain't got much but time on my hands. So, you know, why not come join my guy on this, on this show? I but um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, man. Um, obviously I played college ball at Georgia. So, I'm already familiar with the city. Um, really, kind of, that's where I got all my love at, you know, before coming out of college and and going back to Atlanta, you know, going on a one-year deal, you know, just excited to go back, you know, see what I can bring to the table, help the team out, and, and hopefully I end up being there. But I'm excited, though. I'm going to miss L.A., but, you yeah. know, Atlanta's not too bad either. <laughs> yeah, Atlanta's not too bad. It's a little, it's a little cheaper, too. Um, yeah, for Tell real. us about your partnership with the Tri Hungry. Uh, in Atlanta. <clears throat> yeah, man. So it's a company um, I've been working with. It's just just the right thing to do. You know, I partnered up with them, Beyond Meat. So I'm Atlanta Food Bank, so I'm LA Food Bank. So going to be donating meals over the next couple of weeks, trying to give back, um, help people out, man. You know, right now, like I've been telling people, it's about making sure your family's safe, making sure you're safe, but then also trying to help out the world because everyone needs a little help right now. So it's like, why not do that, especially in the city that I'm about to play in? Um, obviously, you know how how that goes as far as just giving back to the community that you play in and making sure you, you're trying to make that a, a city to be on. Um, For home. sure, man. <clears throat> um, so you said Beyond Meat is in, in that partnership. Uh, are you a, a, a yeah? I'm doing stuff. There? I'm doing stuff with um, Beyond Meat too <coughs> as well. So they also um, providing meals. Nah, um, I, I do the vegan. I do the vegan every now and then. I do okay. the vegan every now. And so you pick a try, like certain, I try certain phases throughout the the year. You'll be like, all right, let me just go when you feel like you need it health-wise, or, or how does that work? Yeah. Um, so more, you know, they have, like, Beyond Burgers and stuff like that. So instead of using, like, you know, turkey burgers and, and beef burgers and stuff like that, I just try to, like, supplement that. Um, obviously, I got, like, the, the breakfast patties and stuff like that. So I try to just, like, supplement that with, with my meals. But it's not, like, an everyday thing, but – I at least try to like make myself feel good about myself, but it's a start, I, and, and I actually older, like it too. Okay, okay, yeah, it's a start. As you get older, you gotta you know watch your health a little bit more and more. As you know, we all realizing that as we get older, gotta yeah, know, for sure figure out how to cut out some of this the bad stuff. But uh, I'm gonna let Harrison go ahead, Harrison, jump in and uh, oh, for sure, we're definitely gonna talk about a lot of uh, your new division, the NFC South, probably being one of the toughest divisions. I know you were. Uh, in Milan for Fashion Week, Todd. But before we get to those other topics, you know, you and you, Danny, and I were we were all at the last Lakers game. So Lakers Nets game. You were there with DeAndre Hopkins. And correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, when you were there, what do you remember from that night? And and obviously, you didn't envision that being the last Laker game that you'd be going to in in a very long in a very long time. Obviously, with the league being in suspension. Um. Well, I told myself that was the last Lakers game I was going to because obviously me and DeAndre bought bad luck because <laughs> the boys lost. I was like, damn, I done bought bad luck. You know, I come to my first game of the season and I really I blame I really blame Odell for showing up. I, I say he really was the bad luck. He was the bad luck charm. But nah, man, like the atmosphere was cool. Um, everything was everything. You know, everything was normal. Um, I felt like, you know, it was just another – NBA game, and next thing you know, a couple of days later, it was just like, all right, no more basketball. So I'm pretty sure, you know, y'all was as shocked as, as everyone else, honestly. Were you nervous when you heard the reports about the Nets players um, that had been had caught the virus? And did you think, like, oh, maybe I need to get tested or get checked out or, or you know, any of those things run through your mind? Um, yes, but no. But I was in Milan – when reports started happening um, in Italy. So I was like, I was like, damn, I'm just stuck in the middle of everything right now. (laughs) So 
I was I was nervous to a certain extent, but um, the way the virus works, man, it's just like it's crazy. You you know you can be around a, a group of people and and only one person can have it. So um, you know I definitely was nervous a little bit, but we really went on like quarantine lockdown. Ever since then, we started like on the 11th, and we really just been kind of kicking it, staying in the neighborhood, staying to ourselves, and staying safe since then, honestly. Where do you stand, obviously, now being with the Falcons? How, what's the directive that you're getting from the team as it pertains to will you have OTAs? Will you have training camp? Should you be prepared uh, for games with no fans? Should you be prepared for the season starting on time? I mean, obviously, the NBA was in season, so it's kind of taking the headlines in terms of how they resume. But the NFL is expected, I believe, to start in September still. Give us the insight on how you're uh, operating in in these new times. Yeah, I mean, right now it's just like got to control what you can control. Um, I kind of got out got out my mind that you know probably won't be any OTAs. You know, OTAs would have started on like I think April nineteenth, and you know, right now, coaches just been kind of sending us emails, keeping us up to date, but. A lot of stuff, um, just like with the schools and stuff, they're, like, starting to try to do, like, virtual stuff. So whether it's, like, you get on the phone with the coach. I'm on a new team, so I got to try to learn a playbook, you know, as fast as I can, especially, you know, come in training camp. So right now it's just kind of been emails being communicated to, towards us and just keeping us up to date. But, I mean, so far, you know, they, they expect the season to go on, but you never know. Um, as It seems as if – a lot of crazy stuff has happened in NFL since the, the pandemic has happened. There's been a lot of trades, a lot of new signings, yeah, uh, and a lot of movement within the league. I've never seen so much movement, especially big pieces in, in the NFL. Um, it's kind of looked like the NBA as of late. Um, give us your thoughts of playing in the same division. And, uh, you know, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, what do you think is a – Give us your insight of obviously the whole league, but give us the insight of, of what you think your division is going to be looking like with uh, those two guys in it. Going to the Bucks, and then I happen to be going to the Falcons. I got to play against this dude twice a year. <laughs> um, got to play against Drew Brees twice a year. He's a gunslinger. Um, yeah, man. I mean, that was one of the two best quarterbacks to ever do it. So it's going to be a tough challenge, but I'm excited. Um, Good thing I don't play defense, so I ain't got to worry about the guy too much, for real. You know, Todd uh, and Danny, thank you for bringing up the NFC South. Another team in that division, I think we're going to – I don't know, Todd, if you've been made aware of this video yet, but we're going to show it to you one more time if you have. Uh, another, so you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you have the New Orleans Saints, but there's also a rivalry with the Carolina Panthers. And the Carolina Panthers – they uh, – obviously, the Falcons have New Jerseys, and the Panthers weren't yeah. um, too complimentary of the New Jerseys that you guys have. Danny, have you seen this clip yet? I, I've, I've seen part of it. I've heard about it. I've heard about the beef. I've seen part of it. And I've seen people talking about it, but I don't think, I don't think I've seen the whole clip. Show, I, think show gonna, I think we're going to go ahead and roll it this here. Is them, this is the, them revealing their this New the, Jerseys. Ca- this is the right. Carolina Panthers uh, yeah. troll job on the Jerseys. Okay. That's, that's – <laughs> I've seen the picture of Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've seen a small clip of – Man, they wrong. They did wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen a small clip of them showing off the New Jerseys, and uh, I've seen where they were going with it, but I didn't watch the whole clip of them opening the door and showing it. <laughs> hey, I'm the ultimate get- troll. I'm the ultimate troll right now, man, so hey, <laughs> I already know how it is. It's, oh, we all got too much time on our hands right, right now. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> we have some trolling going back and forth, I see, uh, as, we, uh, as the uh, pandemic continues, I'm sure. Um, looking forward to seeing how you guys uh, return the, the favor with the trolling. But uh, let's get into something, something different, something uh, uh, a little bit more fun. Fashion week. Um, Talk to us about it. Was this your first fashion week? Probably not, obviously. Tell us about your first fashion week. Uh, tell us about how the process has been going on, um, who you've been connected with, um, your best experiences, and, you know, the best guys you like to hang out with during these weeks and the guys that you put in your top categories as most fashionable uh, throughout the NFL. Um, yeah, so I actually, when my first fashion week was in January, I had went over to Paris um, mm-hmm. for fashion week, but um, – for Milan, 
um, I went over there. Hugo Boss um, bought me out there, and I went out there. And that was actually the last fashion show. Everything else, they just um, they did like a live stream. So luckily enough, I was able to go over there and still be able to see the um, the show. But I like it, man. Um, this is different. Um, you know what I'm saying? You you see people. It's just like um, you know, when you come to a basketball game. You're like, oh, man, that's Danny Green. I remember watching him. Like, you would see it. It's like, <laughs> you know, you see you, you see all like the actors and like you know, celebrities. You're like, okay, yeah, yeah. I see, see him and they be fresh. Um, as far as NFL guys, man, fashionable guys. I mean, I mean, obviously when you when you think of fashion, you think of guys like you know DeAndre Hopkins. He has his own he has his own little style. I call him global global hop, international hop. Um, you know, guys like o- Odell Beckham. Um, um, who else? We got Jamal Adams from the Jets. Cam Newton. Cam Newton has his own little style. I mean, it's a lot of guys that that be that be really dressing up. You got the bigger guys. We got guys on my um, on the Rams like Michael Brockers. You know, six six eight guys. You know, just kind of just like the NBA guys, the big the big tall guys still be dressing up. You know, people always say we wearing helmets and they don't know mm-hmm. who we are. So I feel like you know we brought that into the game as well. Have you always been into fashion or you just recently started getting into it as of late? Um, man, you know how it goes. Um, I guess the more money you make, you know, the, the better, <laughs> the more the you better can, stuff you can buy, the, the more, more you can you afford it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the more you, you can explore. And next thing you know, you're wearing something you thought you, you never, you never would have wore before. But, um, you know, sometimes you got to step outside that box and, 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 and to see a new look. Yeah, man. The more so the more you can afford it, the more you can explore it. Uh, that's the best statement ever. Because I wasn't into fashion at all uh, coming out of college. Yeah. Uh, but now it's like, all right, you know, I'll try some new stuff here and there. Um, exactly. And speaking of, I said everybody being in LA and you having to leave. What What do you think will be the thing that you miss the most about leaving LA, or be, about being in? Um, oh, I mean, it's gonna be the weather, man. I mean, being in December and having. You know, 70, 80 degree weather, sun out, um, you know, good food, the vibes, you know, just, you know, just typical <laughs> LA, you know, just typical LA vibes, that that type of lifestyle. It's going to be cool though, but like, like I said, I, all my friends really are in Georgia. Um, I'm the ones that I like FaceTime with and group chat with. So I'm excited to be able to just link back up with them. Um, that food in the South won't give me hell though. <laughs> <laughs> First, first cheat meal you have when you get to the A. Man, my homie, my homie people has a soul food restaurant called Big Daddy's. Man, <laughs> you gonna be in there all the time? You just taking every, every one of each? <laughs> you gonna be in there Everything. all the time? Fried, fried turkey leg, pork chops, smothered pork chops, catfish, all that. <laughs> Oh, that Beyond Meat Burger ain't seen nowhere on that menu, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I just got I just got hungry as hell, bro. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, yeah, and, man. Danny, you touched on you touched on Fashion Week, and obviously you guys are into fashion now. But uh, me, I'm not too much into fashion as much as I am to particularly Jersey fashion. Okay. So uh, you two guys, being the fashionable ones, I'm gonna <laughs> throw up some pictures here, and I want you to guys to pick. Which one is the best? We'll go some NBA jerseys. We'll go some NFL jerseys. Okay. And you guys will take your pick. But this is a throwback right here. You got the classic mm. Jerry Rice 49ers jerseys. Oh, or the yeah. Rams Super Bowl era jersey. What you got, guys? I'm a little Damn, biased, man. I play with the Rams, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. But I'm red little... is my favorite color, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a little biased, man, because growing up, I was a Niners fan, a big Jerry Rice fan, so I'm going to have to go with Jerry Rice. But I don't think the jerseys were that great, <laughs> but I'm going to have to go with the, the Yeah, it's, it's really plain, but it's just like, it stands <laughs> out. And it's hard to go against all white jerseys. Man. But you know, I got to, you know, I got to represent for the Rams, man. Yeah. Okay. Color. Okay. We got, I think there's a, there's two throwback basketball jerseys before. Okay. Here we go. Oh, this Ooh. is a tough one. Oh, this is tough, man. <laughs> This is tough. Y'all don't put me in a... You better say the right thing. Just say the right thing. Just yeah. say the right thing. <laughs> and I've been fighting for these jerseys all year. I've been wanting to play in these 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 Mamba uh, Lakers jerseys all year. I've been like, yo, how come we don't have the, bla- the black... Uh, like, we've been playing in yellow all year. I'm like, yeah, we're bright as hell all year. We can't get some more purple. Can we get some black? And like, you know what? We're thinking about getting it done for you guys. 
um, you know, maybe in the future, in the near future. But I have to go with the, the Lakers uh, Mamba uniforms, even though you know, the Grizzlies I, I throwback the uniforms is fire. I got to go with the Grizzly, man. I actually got some <laughs> Grizzly shorts in my house right now. They might want to go top that jersey. They were fire, man. The jerseys back then, the Grizzly jerseys were fire back then. Danny, I believe yeah. if you didn't have any affiliation to the Lakers, you might have to go with that Grizzlies jersey. But I understand your uh, yeah. hands are tied. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I yeah, yeah. I picked my I'm, that's my final answer. <laughs> it's just like me with the last jersey. Yeah. I, had, I had to go with Durant. <laughs> Sticking to it. I think we got a two, another set of basketball throwbacks here. This one's a tough one as well. Ooh. Oh, man. You oh, guys man. know what I'm rocking with. <laughs> you guys. I'm going man. Nuggets. The Nuggets jerseys was fire. Yeah, I'm going Nuggets. nuggets. Because affiliation, I had to go against Diddy, nobody fire. from Toronto will judge you. You could be So honest. the crazy thing is the two jerseys that y'all picked are the jerseys that I've been fighting for. I Actually, we were in there. I couldn't get – we got the white OVOs. We never got the black ones. I never got a chance to wear them. Oh, like, you never wore the black one? No, I'm like, why can't we get the black ones? And I'm like, I really want the black ones. Like, maybe next year. And I was like, even the old two games, I couldn't get one game. I couldn't get one with the black ones. And I, I was like, yeah, I always love, because I like the black ones the year before I got there. Uh, but I have to go with the affiliation with the OVO ones, because those are fire. But the Nuggets one, man, yeah. one of the top, top five, top five, especially from old classics back in the day, top five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I man, think we have. I had that Alex English jersey. Every, man, English jersey, every, yeah, that, was a, that was a classic. A lot of guys, everybody wanted that one. Everybody's trying to find it. How, where can I buy it? Where can I get it? So oh, I think, my drink was definitely fake, but I had it. <laughs> <laughs> so that, fake, that fake one was about $100 cheaper. Yeah. yeah. Oh, most definitely. Still no lies. <laughs> I, yeah. Now, hope, hopefully both of you guys are able to put, uh, you know, Super Bowl patch on yours, Todd, or NBA Finals patch on yours, Danny. Um, but either way, if you guys end up putting that patch on your jerseys, more than at least in the NBA, at least it seems like be, there's a strong possibility of there no fans. Todd, I'll let you go first though. Could you imagine sports with no fans? And particularly, NFL is a little bit different than NBA because NBA you have what nineteen, twenty thousand in the arena. Football stadiums are huge, sixty, um, sixty thousand. And then even if you let's, you know, I used to yeah. cover Todd when he was at Sanford Stadium. Imagine the Georgia Bulldogs playing between the hedges, and instead of having 90, 80,000 fans, there's zero. Have you thought to comprehend what that would feel like, Todd? Well, damn, we, are, we damn near almost do it. The way the NFL set up, they be having us doing joint practices in camp, you know, be like going against each other like every day. I'm like, damn, that's our, you know, they, that's, that's technically a game. Yeah, but you guys I can't have. really. Yeah, I can't. I can't really picture, it, man. It's just like, I mean, obviously we practice all the time when we don't have no fans. But I mean, you gotta get definitely gotta have an audience, yeah. the fans. Yeah, so. I can't picture either. I think it'll be weak. It'll be weak as hell to be honest with you. Uh, it'll probably yeah. be with no fans. It'll be like a scrimmage. Not even a barely a scrimmage. Even scrimmage, you have people on the stands. Um, but yeah, I can't picture. I can't imagine it. But if it's the it's the precautions they have to take. As long as it gets back on the court, and then um, um, I'm sure most players will do whatever, whatever they uh, accept or whatever they put in place for us to be able to play again. Yeah, for sure, most definitely. Todd, uh, before we before we let you go, uh, I'm looking at your backdrop here, mm-hmm. and I see yeah. Superbad yeah. and I see Scarface. <laughs> yeah. Which I one got, had? Uh... Which one can you? Oh, here we go. What? Oh, yeah, that's a. Friday too. Boys in okay. the Hood, boy. Give me Boys in the Hood and Friday. Yeah. Super bad. My favorite movie of all time, though. Okay. <laughs> I think that. I think that mo- Out of all the movies we saw on your wall, Super Bad is probably the movie with the most rewatchability in these times. Yeah, I mean, it, when it came out, I was already probably like in the ninth grade. I mean, it was a high school movie. <laughs> I mean, I can relate to it, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, use it was a perfect time, time to watch it. To. Yeah, it was a perfect time. Like I told somebody, they said they never watched it, and they was like they'll try to watch it. Now I'm like, I don't think it'd be that. I don't think it'd be as funny as you know. It would be as relevant to the movie. Yeah, it's not relevant. You didn't watch it during the time growing up. It's not going to be relevant at all. For me, for us, I think Harrison. It was American Pie when we were in yes. high school. <laughs> yes. We high school. American Pie was relevant to our lifestyle, so it was the funniest shit you could ever watch, man. It's all American pies are hilarious. Now I watch them, they're still kind of funny, but I'm like, 
it, we're older now. I'm like, this stuff, this stuff doesn't happen. It's not that funny, but it's just still funny. It's fun, but it's not as funny as it was when we were in high school. For sure. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, Todd, man. Hey, no, I, got, I got a question. I got, I, got a, I, got a, I got a question, man. Why? So, you know, I'm from North Carolina, uh-huh. and I grew up a Duke fan. Okay. Oh. Why you had to dunk on my man Greg like that? <laughs> man, we had some battles, bro. And uh, back then, now me, me, I mean me and Greg, cool. We never had beef or anything like that. I just disliked him. Um, yeah, yeah. This was a college thing it's for sure. But even before yeah. that, he he was from New York. We're both from New York, and he won Mr. Basketball okay. over me in New York. Oh, I remember so that. I like this guy, Ooh. he was getting recruited Ooh. over me again. I'm like, man, I fucking hate this guy, man. <laughs> but you know, we had some battles, and anytime I get a chance to, you know. And I got, and luckily it just been happened to have been him uh, for me at the time. So I was like, the play, I was like, man. And then when it happened, I was like, you know, kind of cussing him out in my mind and in real life, kind of cussing him out. And I'm glad it was him. Um, but after we could laugh about it, so after we graduated, you know, we still have respect for all those guys. You know, yeah, he's having, sure. you know, a great coaching career and everything like that. So, but and now we're cool. But then so it was such heated battles and so much hatred because college and so the rivalry was so strong when you're in it. Still strong now, but yeah. when you're in it, it's strong as hell. And uh, man, yeah. so we had some battles, and I, I hated him during those times. And I'm like, this son, this son of a bitch, man, I hate him. Why is he always getting on? And he got so much recognition, and he would kill. He would take charges, and he he played well too. He would kill us sometimes. I'm like, damn, it's tough. This, this white boy is tough, man. He could play. So when I got the opportunity, man, I had to take advantage. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, like, Daniel, y'all, y'all had the toughest on y'all squad, and Tyler Hansborough, man. Somebody, yeah, nobody, that, that boy, that, that boy, that was special. He uh, he he ruined the. Couple of their senior nights for said our freshman year, he came in making a name, putting said making statements. So uh, he carried us quite a bit, man, throughout my my years there. He was great. He was great, man. All right, all right. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. This show is brought to you by Jack in the Box. Order your favorites like Jumbo Jacks, Curly Fries, or two tacos all day, every day using their mobile app, drive-through, or delivery. Danny, I know we have Todd here, but mm-hmm. I'd like you to keep it real. Mm-hmm. Why do people become Duke fans instead of UNC fans? Yeah, let me hear this. <laughs> Most people come Duke fans because they can't get into Carolina. Usually, that's usually how how it goes, um, right? Or vice versa. Most most guys. By, vice versa. But it's, <laughs> it's vice versa. But I remember you guys to have a punch. How do you feel about Duke fans? There was a punchline that you used to have back in the day. Duke fans just belong in the Dukies belong in the toilet, man. I don't know if that's what I said to you, but Dukies belong in the toilet, bro. <laughs> you know, and usually most people become Duke hey, man. because they weren't accepted to Carolina. It's usually where you, and if you're from Carolina, it's usually where you're born. But if you're not from Carolina, it's usually yeah. a school that you didn't be rec- recruited by, or you know what I'm saying. But usually most fans, most or you couldn't get accepted yeah. into. Um, but you know, Carolina. Was a and then you got the you got stack. the weak. I never heard that. Toilet you got the weak line. state. State fans and the weak oh, yeah, um, Wake fans, Forest fans, they don't count. They, no, don't, they don't even count. count. But, you know, it's usually also the Arab you grew up in. And uh, I grew up in the era of just watching certain people. You, I, I could not – it was a couple of Duke guys I was a fan of. But when they had Stack and Sheed and those guys, man, and, of course, Mike coming from Carolina, there's no way in hell I was going to be uh, a Duke fan over Carolina. I mean, you could be a fan of both when you're younger. But when you yeah. you pick a, team, a side, there's no way I could pick – over Mike and Vince and Sheed and Stack. There's no way I was picking over those guys. J- Tuan, Jameson, Sam Perkins. We have so many guys, man. It's crazy. So, Todd, growing up in North Carolina, I'm sure, obviously, you were great in football, but I'm sure you wanted to of course he could hoop, dab- right? dabble, dabble in the little professional basketball. Man, look, I stopped <laughs> playing football my, my uh, freshman year just to focus on basketball. <laughs> I- no I, way, bro. I, 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 happened to, I happened to walk out. I was doing some, like, some school work. I probably had to make up some work. And I walked out to the practice field just to ask one of the homies um, for a ride at the practice. Next thing you know, I'm back playing football. I'm like, damn, I was trying to, you know, that was right around um, when Derrick Rose is at Memphis. You know what I'm saying? That was my, that was, that was my, my inspiration. I was like, yeah, I, I just knew it was going to happen. You know, it, it, it worked out. It worked out good for me. Yeah, it did. I'm sure you could probably you probably could have worked out for you hooping too, man. So growing up in Carolina around those times, uh, watching certain people, so watching Derrick Rose, um, we know you're athletic enough to get it done on either side of the field or court. Um, but uh, to wrap this up, man, we appreciate you taking your time out. 
Um, it would be nice to see you instead of in a basketball uniform. Shit, may, may not be too late. You might not still play in a, in a big three when you're done. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, hey, I already asked Cube. Cube was like, no. I was like, hey. <laughs> Cube was like, no. It's not happening. Shout out to Big Three and Cube, man. Uh, it's dope. Little Wait, why, he, why do you say no? Hey, man, if you ain't got that basketball background, you ain't getting in. You better been Gatorade athlete player of the year, at least. He, he wants yeah, yeah, a yeah. basketball resume, but so you never know, man. Yeah. Appreciate you taking you the time you out once again. somebody. Of course, man. He, I'm nah, sure Ty, Ty got a game, bro. I'm sure he, I've seen some, I've seen some, uh, and I've heard about him. I've heard about him. Ty got some hoops, some game, man. He can hoop. But, um, yeah, once again, man, stay safe, man. Keep the family close. Uh, much love to yes, everyone. Stay, uh, appreciate you taking the time of jumping on and sharing some insight of the, your next chapter, next step for you moving forward. Uh, good luck. Uh, upcoming season. We know it's going to be a great one, man. Uh, hopefully your best one yet. And hopefully you uh, get a chance to, you know, win a Super Bowl ring and uh, come back on the show at some point. But we'll definitely link while we're out in L.A. Hopefully this pandemic gets over soon. Uh, but um, once again, man, thank you. Uh, much love. And Harrison, I don't know if you're going to say anything else uh, from your end. As a Giants fan, I just hope he takes out Tom Brady. That's all. <laughs> I don't need to see Tom Brady win any more titles. That's all. Yeah, me That's either. All. <laughs> I still got beef with him from taking my last one. But no, it's all good, man. I appreciate y'all guys, man. Appreciate y'all for having me. Welcome back to Inside the Green Room with Danny Green. I'm Harrison Sanford. And if you're watching, you're seeing one of the best defensive ends in the NFL. And if you're listening, you're listening to one of the best defensive ends in the NFL. Eric Armstead of the San Francisco 49ers is joining us. Thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate you having me. For sure. There's a, a number of questions we want to talk about the Super Bowl experience, your time um, that you've been spending in the community. But first and foremost, I know you're a hooper at heart, too. And just <laughs> like at, I'm missing basketball, Danny, yeah, I know Danny's missing basketball. He hasn't played any sports in a while, so <laughs> a little different. Hey, Once listen, again, thank you for coming on the show, man. You could let, yeah. let him think I was a hooper for real, Danny. You played <laughs> Even when you did hoop, it was a long time ago. <laughs> Definitely was a long time ago. <laughs> but, but Eric, I know you you hooped at Oregon. I know your dad uh, has been tra has trained the likes of George Hill, Demarcus Cousins, Matt Barnes. So you're you're a hooper too. Uh, how much are you missing basketball, and how are you like replicating or trying to replace that time that you you're losing? Because it's off season for you now. I'm sure you just want to kick back, pick the feet up, watch the Lakers. Jazz, Magic, I don't know who your squads are, but no, I, maybe it's the Sacramento Kings. I'm yeah. sure you just want to watch some hoop, but obviously we can't because of what's happening in this world right now. Yeah, def definitely. Uh, it's crazy, you know, big basketball, big basketball fan, you know, love watching the games, going to games. And it was definitely, you know, one of those, uh, it was the makings of an amazing season for sure. A lot of high-powered teams, good, uh, good matchups that I was interested in seeing. You know, um, how Bron was going to do, how he was going to, you know, uh, continue to forward his legacy um, against against other guys. So it was it was definitely, you know, makings of a exciting season. So it's definitely, uh, definitely sad to see that, um, you know, how everything has been affected. And I think that's when everybody really started to take it serious was when um, – you know, the NBA season was canceled and it was kind of like a slap in the face. Everybody like, you know, this is not a game like this is for real. Because uh, I remember, you know, just a few months ago, people were like, oh, it's not a big deal. You know, only only older people can get it. Um, stuff like that. And, you know, it's, it's affect, affected the world uh, deeply now. So it's crazy to see what has transpired, um, you know, in this short amount of time. Definitely, definitely. It is crazy. And you said when the, I think that's when people started taking it serious, when sports started getting canceled, especially the NBA. Um, yeah. During this pandemic, are you able to work out at all? Are you able to do some some stuff? Do you have a football at home? Like some of us, we don't even have basketballs at the crib. Yeah. Um, are you able to do anything with football or football equipment um, while you're at, at the crib? Yeah, so a few weeks ago, I was, uh, you know, when everything kicked up, I was actually in Florida training. Um, so I have a, a, a personal trainer. I was working out with him and we, you know, we were getting outside, able to do, able to do some things. And then recently I came, uh, I'm back with my fiance, we're quarantined and uh, we've been doing some in-home workouts um, down in the basement and 
um, you know, just thugging out like that for real. That's, that's where it all started, back down in the basement. I think everybody's down in the basement or in the garage trying to find ways to or find room to make a workout area. Um, I've exactly. done the same thing. I've been in the garage, we're gonna make, trying to find some weights, some stuff to lift, and everything is on on back order, and everything's on slow delivery. So everybody's waiting for their their stuff to come in. Oh, Harrison's waiting for his bands, his resistance bands to get his. his work done. <laughs> My resistance bands in a different in a different time zone right now. Yeah. But um, you know, outside of working out, outside thinking of sports, uh, the community, we know you're big into that, and obviously, uh, I'm sure you've had some certain people, probably your dad and other people, inspire you to get into community. Uh, I guess discuss, you know, some of the things that you're you're doing locally. I guess um, where you're at, and, and maybe mainly, possibly, in, I guess in Sacramento, and you know, who inspired you and in the details of the community work that you have been doing, and how can other people get involved? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, from Sacramento. Um, born and raised, um, you know, love being from there, take pride in it. And, um, you know, as I got older, uh, you know, having more resources, more knowledge and really understanding, um, how important it is for, uh, and how much of a responsibility is, um, to, to give back to your community. I started, you know, searching out ways how I could be more helpful to um, the area that I came from. And, you know, it started off with football camps and, you know, uh, then it transformed into football camps and, and free health fairs. And then, you know, constantly every year trying to get better, uh, trying to get better serving my community as well as a player, um, you know, sitting down thinking about how I can have the biggest impact than the, the first thing, that came to my mind was was youth education and uh, making sure that um, no matter where you live, uh, good neighborhood, bad neighborhood, that you have access to a high quality education. And I didn't feel like it was fair that um, certain students, you know, received uh, a better education depending on, you know, where they lived. And um, so even out that playing field, providing equity is what I uh, um, was passionate about and, you know, providing opportunities for students in low-income areas that go to Title I schools. And, um, you know, I think definitely my family and my parents instilled, instilled this into me at a young age and uh, showing compassion and uh, for others and giving back um, and uh, just showing genuine love and showing care for other people, I think, uh, is my big thing. Um, and being authentic and genuine and showing love and, you know, that's why I, I want to uh, use all the resources at my um, use all the resources and my ability to uh, continue to give back and and help uh, the next generation of young people from Sacramento. So that's what I'm passionate about. That's what's up, man. It sounds like you have a good group behind you, good group around you. Your family instilled some good, some great things in you. Um, I would, I'm not sure. I haven't done my research properly. But did you do all four years and graduate? From, from school? No, I, I left my junior year, had okay. an opportunity, uh, put, my, put my name, and um, they said I would get drafted pretty high. So, you did, know, did you think about school. going back? Uh, after I got to leave? Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. I definitely want um, to graduate. And uh, if I do, I would want to get um, – I would want to continue after that too and get a master's and okay. probably uh, – I want to try to get an MBA. Um, okay. that's, that's dope, man. The reason why I ask, the reason why I ask is because I heard you recently had dropped in on one of your former classes via Zoom. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've, I've, it's been it's been actually cool with the technology nowadays. Been able to drop in and and talk to people who, you know, we might not have did the Zoom thing. Um, and if it couldn't physically happen, then you wouldn't have, wouldn't have talked to them. So I've talked to various people. I uh, was able to talk to my old high school football team, try to give them some inspiration. I recently talked to Oregon's football team. Um, but yeah, just trying to just and trying to inspire, you know, the next generation, the next uh, crop of people um, and people that, you know, I, I have a similar path to. So uh, that, that was a great opportunity for me. That is one of the benefits of, you know, there's so many negatives that come along with this coronavirus, but the how everybody's embracing this new technology um, is definitely 
opening some new doors. Before, I want to switch to some football topics real quick, but I have to know the answer to this question. So when the Lakers came to, I don't remember what it was called, was it the Golden One Center when you were, the Arco Arena? What was Arco it called? Arena. Yeah, when they came to Arco Arena, mm-hmm. were you wearing purple and gold? Were you wearing black and purple? What, what, where, where do your allegiances stop? align as a Sacramento, California native, but also in the state with a team like the Lakers? Yeah, my allegiance definitely resides where I'm from, Sacramento. Kings okay. For sure. Big okay. supporter. Uh, growing up, like we like we mentioned earlier, my dad trained a bunch of different players. So I was always more fans of them than I was uh, the Kings, per se, because I had a personal connection with them. I was able to meet meet them, you know, work out with them. Um, so I was big fans of them. So uh, I just supported like all the all the guys that I knew that my dad trained and uh, I knew growing up. So, um, but yeah, I remember remember the Lakers coming in. Uh, I remember watching Kobe at Arco Arena uh, was amazing experience. Um, but yeah, definitely definitely my allegiance resides with where I'm from. I appreciate that. I try to keep my allegiances where I'm from too, but sometimes it's harder. It's tough, I'm a, bro. I'm a Nick fan, so it's very it's, tough. I was or so tried to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, my allegiance is not definitely not where I'm from. So uh, where you, where you from? I'm, we're both from New York, my man. Okay. I, I never grew up. I was never a Nick fan growing up, so yeah, before, I had an easier life. Before all this started, I actually went to my first game at the Garden, which was I for how you know record-wise how bad they are like it's still an amazing experience like it's yeah. still packed it's still <laughs> yeah. crazy like it's still the garden like mm-hmm. uh so that that was an amazing experience though for sure yeah, you can't replicate that experience for sure uh, yeah so, uh, go ahead yeah yeah. so is it one thing one thing that you can't replicate um is the intensity of the nfl on the nfl field uh eric so uh but coming off the nfl draft uh, the, the roster is looking a little bit different now. Um, Joe Staley uh, retired for health reasons. I know Trent Williams came in. Emmanuel Sanders now um, with, this, with the New Orleans Saints. So the roster is a bit different. You guys are coming off a Super Bowl appearance. But we know how hard it could be for teams to come back after losing the Super Bowl. We spoke to Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley just did that the year before, another NFC West team when he was with the Rams. Um, what makes you confident that you can get back to that spot? to that Super Bowl? Yeah, I think I think our team's made of the right stuff. Um, we got guys who, who we play hard, we work hard. Uh, we're not phased by too much. Um, we got a great group of young, young guys that are hungry and eager to get out there and get back to the Super Bowl. Um, so I think, I think we're extremely mo- motivated and I don't see us getting complacent. Um, with that being said, I'm going to continue to remind my teammates you know, of, of our opportunity and how we don't need to be complacent. But I, I don't I don't I don't see it see it happening with us. I feel um, I feel like we're in a prime position to get back there and, uh, you know, losing losing the way we did. You know, that put even, you know, more fire underneath us and a chip on our shoulder to get back there and, and get a dub this time. So, um, that's, you know, that's what we're focused on. I was definitely about to ask that because that's how it was for us in 2013 when we lost. Um, and there's always certain things that you always remember or what you could have did differently or certain plays that stick in your mind. Um, obviously, for us and as well as the fans want to know, you know, the best part of the experience is Super Bowl for you and the worst part, some of the plays that you'll always remember and never forget and be like, you know what, there was one play that I really, you know, could have did this better, I could have did that, or something could have went differently. What are the main plays that stick out for you, good and bad, during that that experience? Yeah, the the experience overall was was amazing for sure. You know, playing in the the biggest biggest game, uh, you know, in the country, uh, you know, for any sport, um, most watched besides, you know, the World Cup or something like that. So to play on that stage was amazing. Um, you know, to have the opportunity to earn that really was amazing you know the process getting there was amazing uh you know going from I don't even know what we were last year four and 12 to to the Super Bowl uh the process growing with our our team having a lot of firsts for me you know first time the playoffs first playoff win 
uh, NFC Championship. So the process was amazing. Um, and, and the week leading up to was, uh, of course, amazing, enjoying that experience too. Uh, the game didn't, you know, end the way we wanted it to. Uh, so that was definitely disappointing and frustrating. Um, but like I said, that's, that's super motivating for us. And, you know, of course, the play that's always going to stick with me, you know, we're up 10 uh, and they, can, they, they got a third and 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if we get a stop right there, there's pretty much no way. I think even at that point, you know, our percentages of winning were so high, but definitely if we get a stop right there. Um, and just thinking about, you know, what I could have did on that play, you know, how I could have got – try to get to him quicker um, to try to affect that throw. So that that's probably what would stick out to me. Is there any particular on that day, like special moments outside of the field, like conversations you had with certain people, uh, with your family, friends, coaches, players, or legendary people that might have reached out to you, text you, um, that stick out and you remember the most, like anybody come to you and say something like, you know what, I'll definitely down the line, I know I'll appreciate that person or that conversation that I had before or after the, the game, you know, was, was done and over with. Yeah, uh, I mean, a lot of people I had, um, you know, my immediate family, uh, people, a lot of people don't know how Super Bowl tickets work. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> a lot of people don't know how any tickets work. They just think you get an abundance of them Man. and that you should be able to hand them out. Get, Those of us that we don't get that, we don't get tickets like that. You get don't taxed get for everything. Tickets like that. Get That's in every sport, okay? You got to pay for tickets. You get like two. I, I, lost money playing the, I lost money playing in the Super Bowl. Put it that way. Wow. <laughs> Sheesh. Put it that way. That's so, all. But yeah, but so all I could really have was my immediate family there. Um, I have you know my fiance and and her parents, which was amazing. And I remember everybody uh, prayed over me um, before I went to the stadium, um, which is a a moment I'll I'll remember forever. And um, let's see. Uh, throughout the week, someone made someone made uh, like a graphic of uh, me and. Um, Bryant Young, Bryant Young, you know, um, was a great 49er defensive lineman of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sent it to him and, uh, you know, I was just letting him know, like, I was honored to even be put on a graphic with him. Um, and, you know, he sent me some encouraging words before the game. So that was amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. So those, those two definitely, definitely stick out to me. Okay. You know, the interesting thing, Eric, is that, um, you and Danny, when it comes to this loss on the big platform, what I find interesting is that you're going against what the league or what the media wants to be uh, the superstar for the league. Danny was with the Spurs. They, this LeBron James. They want to they push LeBron James as one of the best ever, if not the best. And then, Eric, for you, you're going against the Kansas City Chiefs, and Patrick Mahomes has been you know, championed as – this guy who could be the best quarterback of all time can go down as the best NFL player of all time. So you guys are going against, you're not just playing a tough opponent, but you're playing somebody who's going to, who's being billed as one of the best to ever do it. So that Mm -hmm. is similar. Now I'm wondering what might be similar as well is the motivation that your coach might use during the off season or during the season to push you. Because I know Danny throughout the course of the season was reminded of the plays that he, or the, the things that he did wrong in game six, uh, particularly by Greg Popovich, routinely showing him the film. Uh, Danny, if you could relay that experience of what that was, and, and then Eric, what, just give me your takeaway of, of what Danny had to go through in his receiving of coaching throughout that comeback, quote-unquote, year. Yeah, so um, actually the other night when you came by the crib, Harrison, was the first time I actually watched the game six. I haven't been watching it since Pop brought it to our attention. So Luckily, we got the same group back every year. And the start of that season, we'd always watch the film for the previous season playoffs, teams that we lost to, whether it was OKC or Miami. Obviously, it was Miami that year. And we watched the game that, that, where we lost to that, uh, what mistakes we made, where, how we had to be better and be perfect. So that whole year, he was on us all year for this, to be better than what we were for Miami. It doesn't matter who we played. But there was certain plays and certain instances that he just kept rewinding and rewinding and, and you know, let it burn into our brain. This is what you can't do. This is what we, we're going we're gonna to make you a player. And um, so that whole year, he, he, was, he was relentless, man, with, with attacking us of being perfect and being the best at you know, everything and making sure we didn't do those same plays. 
Uh, I'm wondering if your coach would do the same approach. I, I doubt it, but he might. But do y'all sit before the season, watch the film of the, the last season, and then go over it of where y'all made mistakes? And then do you see him uh, approaching y'all in that manner? Uh, yeah, so that's interesting. So we had our first, you know, Zoom meetings today. And uh, our position coach, who's a great coach, the first, first film he showed is all our effort plays from last year. So we had uh, – we, where we're talking about today is just strictly effort plays, guys running, running, you know, far down the field, chasing ball carriers, just playing fast and playing uh, with great effort. And, um, you know, so that's, that's what he's big on. Uh, so we had our two, 2019 effort plays. Um, and, you know, his challenge to us was to, uh, to beat that this year. Uh, to to be better to if it was a hundred and some clips you know make it a hundred and you know fifty or whatever and, and make it even better so that that's that's was his first part uh, of this I mean the Super Bowl loss was extremely tough uh, I know um, you know it was hard on a bunch of people so I don't I don't know if they're gonna go back to it I mean I watched it I watched it once already and flushed it uh, <laughs> like I can't sleep after games unless I watch the film. Uh, right after so um that's always that's just how I am like I literally can't sleep unless I you know watch every play at least once so no, I'm with you I'm with you especially good or bad games it's always it's hard to sleep after games you always have to watch it to see what you know yeah. how well you did or how badly what mistakes you made so no I get it uh but I yeah, like yeah. the positive approach that your coach is taking um I wish it <laughs> was taken upon me and us back then. <laughs> but the approach that we got worked so you know uh, I'm, I'm, glad he, I'm glad he came that way with us. Um, speaking of getting back to it, though, and the team that you have to go through and the people you have to go through, you do now have some different looks in your conference now. Right. How hard is it going to be to get back there um, knowing that you have to go through Tom Brady now? Oh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be uh, it's going to be tough. You know, the NFC got a lot stronger. Um, not just even even within our division, I think teams got a lot better with Hop going to uh, DeAndre Hopkins going to the Cardinals. Um, you know the Rams are always a challenge, and and uh, Seattle, Russell Wilson, they're always going to be in a game. So um, yeah, it's it's going it's definitely going to be a tough road. Uh, I looked at our schedule, we got New Orleans in New Orleans, um, so that's going to be another banger. Uh, was a shootout last year, so I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited, and uh, and I'm ready. And I'm ready for it whenever, you know, the season's going to start. Um, but yeah, I think that's what you want. You want it to be, want it to be tough. Um, I know we're going to have a bunch of targets on our backs. People are going to be gunning for us, and we're going to get everybody's best game. So it's going to be sure. fun. Yeah, you want the top competition, and um, obviously, all those names you listed. Where does he rank in quarterbacks of? guys that you're, you're really targeting and want to get to. Um, who's up the top of the list? And then give me your top five quarterbacks that you're, you're, you're trying to get, get to. <laughs> top five? Uh, I mean, Russell's always going to be on there. Okay. <laughs> uh, Kyler Murray. Are we, doing this, are we doing this in order? No, nah, no no particular order. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Kyler Murray's definitely on there. Uh, you know, two athletic, you know, mm-hmm. annoying – Little guys just running around everywhere. <laughs> so it's uh, but yeah, they're definitely, definitely, uh, definitely on there. Um, I got a, I got them a bunch this year, uh, this past year. A Rod, um, mm-hmm. it's always fun sacking him. Um, <laughs> Tom, I think we played against the Patriots one year in my career, um, but I was injured, so I didn't get get to playing against Tom yet. So mm-hmm. uh, if I can get to him. So pretty much athletic guys and Hall of Famers. Okay. Oh yeah, Drew Brees. And uh, Drew Brees. <laughs> yeah, yes. Drew Brees for sure. Eric, I have a question. So those listening or watching, Eric had 13 sacks last year, put in put in some serious work, and it's part of the reason why you got that new five-year deal. Uh, shout out to the front office. Congrats, uh, by the way. Yeah. Congrats, yeah. Appreciate it, bro. Um, May I ask you? I'm so I'm never gonna get a sack in my life, so I'm curious. <laughs> when you take down a quarterback, can you can you actually tell me the most memorable reaction that you've gotten from a quarterback after a sack? 
like if, if the guy just walks away, I, I'm not, we're not here for that story. But I want to know the guy who either cursed you out or laughed about it or what's the most memorable reaction you've had after you just absolutely flattened somebody. Uh, oh, you're not man. even allowed to absolutely flatten anybody anymore, Harrison. You know, <laughs> I know, huh? I don't know if you've seen the instructions <laughs> of how to sack quarterbacks these days. Kevin Hart gave a good instruction on TV about a year or so ago how to sack the quarterback. Lay the pillow down. Lay the pillow down first, tuck him in, comfort around him, read him a bedtime story. But go ahead, continue. <laughs> no, nah, there's, there's, there's been a few reactions. I'm usually celebrating, you know, I'm running off doing doing my celebration or something, but uh, Jameis is hilarious. Like, I, I like Jameis. He's, he always got, he'll, he'll, he'll say something, but like, it's, it's, uh, it's competitive and it's fun playing against him. And even when you do sack him, you know, he'll, he'll laugh about it. He'll say something to you. Um, so he, he's pretty cool to play against. And then just, I mean, playing against A-Rod was in how many times we got to him that, this past year, you know, he was he obviously a bit snippy. He seems a yeah, bit snippy. He, yeah, he was he was getting real frustrated. So, <laughs> um, and our coaches on the sideline yelling them, yelling, keep hitting them, keep hitting them, <laughs> keep hitting them. So, um, yeah, th- those are two that stick out. But I'm usually I'm usually don't even I don't even know what they're doing because I'm up there celebrating or something. Yeah, I, I can imagine it's such an intense game. Uh, that it's hard to kind of even go back and think about those moments because you're either screaming, beating your chest, jumping in the air with your teammates. There's so much going on. Right, uh, right. <laughs> but hey, never, but uh, maybe one day you'll have – maybe when you get Tom Brady, you'll remember what he, you'll remember what he said because you'll, you'll probably just stand <laughs> over him or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hope, hope, hopefully – I don't think – yeah, we don't play them, so we have to see them in the playoffs. There you go. You know, fortunate to get back. Yep. Uh, I think that's pretty much it, man. Yeah, uh, man. We appreciate your time, man, and joining us. Congrats on everything once again, man. Uh, wishing you a healthy and a great season. Hoping your family's good and healthy, man, through this pandemic. Um, you know, stay safe. Obviously, the good stuff. of The great stuff you do in the community um, is, is, is awesome. You know, very commendable, definitely. Um, you know, great look for, for, you know, Sacramento and all of so the NFL of with the brand that you stand for. Um, but so. Once again, we appreciate your time. Hopefully, we get back to normalcy, and you can come catch one of the games, man, and we go watch you play one of these, you know, one of these days coming soon. So, yeah, fact, man. Pre- appreciate you. Appreciate you guys having me on. Hope you guys stay safe. You know, praying for praying for everyone. Um, definitely, definitely got to link up. You know, when all this is over for sure. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Inside the Green Room. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Inside Green Room and on Twitter at Green Room Inside for a sneak peek at upcoming content and the latest news from our team. Also, please take a moment to subscribe and rate this podcast so that we can continue to provide you with the best content.